UJR, FM and YDN Network are working together to keep the local community and wider UK safe from COVID-19. Stay at home, protect the NHS, save lives. Some more cool music to get you through your day or evening. Thanks for stopping by the New Urban Jazz Lounge on the New Urban Jazz Radio Network. At home, at work, in your car. New Urban Jazz Lounge. Are you between the ages of 18 to 24? Not in employment, education or training? Living in a borough of Lambeth and interested in a career in media? Then why not sign up for a free online media skills training with the Youth Breakthrough Project and RAP Learning? In partnership with Lambeth Council, brand new virtual online live Zoom training. Applicants even get paid £40 to register and all modules are done live online through Zoom. So you won't have to travel or even leave the comfort of your own home. For more information, contact the Youth Breakthrough Project on 07-9393-52164. Email address info at youthbreakthroughproject.co.uk or visit www.youthbreakthroughproject.co.uk. Are you a business owner or professional? NU9 Empire Network offers marketing exposure and social media promotion. Services include database and market research, multimedia production, video advert promotion, advertising planning, radio voiceover exposure, creative design, branding, printing, distribution, online postal marketing, social media promotion, mobile email marketing, event planning, trade exhibition and consultation. Get notices on our weekly newsletter and online printed magazine. Email nu9empire at gmail or visit us at www.nu9empire.com for all previous newsletters, WhatsApp, text or call on 079-207-80285. This radio show is sponsored by Daughters of Eve. 100 plus black women of beauty book volumes one through four for black women of beauty and achievement now available from www.icebergbooks.com or search for the daughters of eve 100 plus black women of beauty on amazon the government said that the coronavirus causes symptoms like the flu but we believe that fear is the virus and what are the symptoms of fear And if the coronavirus causes symptoms like the flu, then more than half of the people in the world have the coronavirus because almost everyone is sneezing and coughing everywhere, especially in the winter. The garbage we eat, meat, dairy, starch, GMO and processed foods is giving birth to all types of known and unknown diseases. Wake up, change your diet. You cannot do anything about the 5G towers, but you can change your diet. The food you buy, the people you're around, the things you watch. This is our only defense. Raise your immune system, or in other words, raise your vibration, your frequency via your food intake and lifestyle. Yes, it's a lifestyle change, not a one-day change or a three-day change. Action changes things. If you don't act, nothing will change. Are you unemployed and want to start your own business? Or do you have an idea for a social enterprise? Wondering how to generate independent income? HICREC, Micro Business Startup Project, 
For further information, contact 079 393 52164 or email dsl19 at hotmail.com. Christian Multimedia Solutions, your number one specialist supplier of Christian digital media services. Whether you are an established ministry or newly beginning, Christian Multimedia Services are ready to help you deliver the Word of God. We have available a wide assortment of packages which are very flexible and can be tailored to your ministry's specific needs. Our services are designed specifically for all aspects of publicizing the Word of God using the latest multimedia platforms from hosting a weekly radio show to setting up your own online radio or TV station. We also provide a number of other services which include visual and audio archive sermon recording, advert voiceover production, graphic and web design, online marketing and media publicity, mobile app setup as well as outdoor live broadcasting. All of our services come with full 24-hour tech support. So why not call us today on 0793-9352-164 or 07906-652-046. Email us at info at christianmultimediasolutions.com or log on to our website at www.christianmultimediasolutions.com. Christian Multimedia Solutions, dedicated to helping you spread the word of God. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to Urban Jazz Radio. Uh, Urban Jazz Radio, which also stands for UJR. So welcome, everyone. Um, I'm your host, Femi Youssef. I'll be taking you through the next two hours on the Confident Career Show. What a week it's been. Um, but uh, yes, I'm going to be taking you through the Confident Career Show, the show that focuses, focuses on all things to do with jobs, careers, education, and entrepreneurship. Obviously, we had a we had a lot of things to cover last week, and um, I'm quite excited about this show. I'm quite excited about this particular episode that we're going to be doing today, and I hope you also going to, um, will enjoy it as well. Today's theme that we're going to be talking about is titled Six Essential Skills to Pandemic-Proof Your Career. So let me repeat that again. So Six Essential Skills to Pandemic-Proof Your Career, because it's really about how do you build your skills up? How do you prepare for the present and also the future. So before I go into talking about these, I mean, as some of some of you would have been tuning in, I think this is our fifth show that we've been doing. Obviously, this is very brand new, this is very new. And uh, the Confident Career Show is really all about trying to uplift members in the community. It's, it's also trying to, we, one of the things we, we've said in the past, we're gonna have speakers on topics to do with career management. We're gonna have speakers talking about areas to do with um, education, psychology, um, neuroscience, um, health, nutrition, all these sort of things. So it's really a holistic program, but I think the, the focus is really about how do you build a confident career? Because that's what it's about. I mean, this year, I mean, last year, I mean, 2020, well, we can, how can we ever forget? It's taught us that, you know, we have got to prepare and um, there's nothing like you know, to keep learning, to keep practicing, to keep experimenting. 
and a lot of the things you're going to hear today will focus on those things and I'm quite excited like I said there's a lot of information here that I'm going to share with you but as always I like to reflect I think it's important that we reflect on what's happened over the last few weeks and I'm going to be doing that in this segment so we're going to have four segments the way this show is going to operate is we're going to have four segments because I've got you over the next two hours to focus and talk about this particular topic six essential skills on to pandemic proof your career but I'm going to reflect on what's been happening first of all and the first thing really is you know I'm just reading um, to the side of me this is in the local newspaper this is in the I'm newspaper of anyone who's picked up the eye this morning or today uh, the, the milestone I mean last week when I was on the show I talked about the grim milestone that we the country had reached um, the country had reached this grim milestone of a hundred thousand more than a hundred thousand lives lost to COVID-19 and it's good that obviously we're back again on the Confident Careers show to report something that's hopefully a little bit more uplifting obviously we're not out of the woods yet and also I'll share some some details and some facts with you so, like I said, this segment we're going to really cover, just reflect on what's happening, been happening over the week. Some of the information I've sort of picked out from my various sources of news. So we're going to have four different segments, really. We're going to split them into half an hour. We'll have little breaks uh, to sort of, uh, you know, get your breath or, you know, just take some time out and um, think about what we've, you've learned or heard. Um, it'll give me a chance also to, you know, get a sip of water in <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and just enjoy the show. I mean, also, please feel free to call. The number, I mean, this is very much a, a community show. It's an opportunity really to, for you to call in. If you're a job seeker looking for work right now, I'm going to share some really important information with you at some point during the show. Do listen, do listen. But also give us a call. Give us a call. Do call me. Call me and just, even though you might think, well, what you might have to say might not be so relevant, might not be so important, it is, because you don't know who's going to be listening right now. You don't know who's tuning in. You know, UJR Radio, this talk radio, does, you know, we, we do go international. It's not just the UK. Even though I'm here in South London, we do have an international reach. So we've got listeners potentially in all, all over the world. So, you know, do call in. If you're a business, you know, if you've been, I've been speaking to a few businesses as well the last, even just today, I've been speaking to a few businesses. It's incredible what people are going through. When you speak to people on the ground, it's incredible. It really brings it back, you know, really how significant the effect of this pandemic is having on people's lives and people's businesses and, and jobs and, um, you know, the anxiety that creates as well. So we're going to, there's a lot to pack in. And like I said, we're already a few minutes into our sort of first segment. So, but like I said, I want to reflect back on what's been happening. So, yeah, we've had, we, the, you know, the government has reached uh, 10 million UK vaccine vaccinations uh, have been achieved, which is incredible. I mean, we I know we blame the government for many things, and and obviously perhaps how they started with addressing the or dealing with the pandemic in the first place. But you know we cannot fault them for how they've um, responded essentially to especially with the, the vaccination program. Um, I think that those when you look at those numbers, 10, 10 million. That's essentially almost one in six UK people have been i think it's one in five or one in five or so uk adults has, has been vaccinated and that's and that's a good thing it's something that we need to be proud about and certainly need to because it's good for all of us because these results these th these numbers are good because it means potentially we're getting closer we're getting closer to having lockdown restrictions lifted and i can tell you as someone as a father of young children i know they all want to get out i know they want to get out i've got boys who want to get into their start doing their football again 
you know, the young girls, the, the girls who want to do their stuff and, you know, want to go to their swimming lessons and, you know, martial arts or whatever. So this, these, these figures, the, the, the more, the, the continuous good news we keep, we keep sharing and the keep new good news we keep getting is all going to be good for us in the end. So I think this is definitely good news. Um, 15% of the population has received the COVID-19 jab and that's apparently done within the first 57 days. That's incredible. I think we're with a four. There's only three countries in the world that that's that's bettered those sort of figures. And I think on Saturday, just Saturday last week, just gone, we had 600,000 people in the UK vaccinated, which is incredible. And remember the target. If you've been listening to the Confident Career Show, I mean, one of the things. I mean, this show is about the community as well. As much as it is about the careers. It is about our careers. It's also about community. So you would have been, you might have listened in the past when I've talked about um, the target, the government target, which is to reach, I think, um, I think it's 13 million. And you know, it looks like we're going to be there. You know, we've got less than two weeks, perhaps, you know, and it looks like they're going to do it. So, which is great news. And I believe one of the things they're talking about is um, the government has definitely confirmed now we're not going to be going back or the, the lockdown restrictions are not going to be lifted after the 22nd, uh, which was the initial sort of target we were looking at. And we, obviously a lot of us were hoping that would happen. And that was going to be essentially when the kids return back after the half-term holidays. And that would have been great. It would have been great. But obviously I think the government is still um, reluctant to release the handbrakes and or release everyone. Um, and rightly so. I mean, I think you have to make sure you can't, I mean, because, you know, we know how damaging this pandemic has been to people's lives and businesses so i mean so so from what i understand they look the the next target is they're looking at the 8th of march so the 8th of march is is the next target when they're hoping that we will i think they're going to really there's going to be some kind of a roadmap from the 22nd of how the lockdown restrictions will will occur from the 22nd this roadmap roadmap and uh, from the 8th of march um is the plan that some schools may open from the 8th of March, which is not that long away from now. So we're hopeful um, that potentially within less than four weeks from today, um, some of our kids might start to return to school. So what else has been in the news? I mean, one of the, I, I came across some, I mean, there's so much to cover in this first segment and it's going to go very quickly. So I'm going to try and rattle through them as quickly as I can, because obviously I want to focus on our key topic today, which is um, the topic for this session is um, the six essential skills to pandemic proof your career six essential skills to pandemic proof your career so but before we go into that which is going to be in the next segment the next um sort of half an hour of this show um i've got you to hopefully i've got you to eight o'clock um just to repeat um this is the confident career show on ujr talk radio you can reach me on 0203 432 1333. I'll repeat that number again. It's 0203 432 1333. Just give me a call and talk if it's anything to do with talking about jobs, careers. It might just be anything you just want to get off your, your, your chest. You just want to talk about, you know, feel free to give me a call and, you know, let's, let's talk. That's what the show is about. So this sort of headline which I came across, which is quite interesting. I mean, it said, um, even though we've reached 100, fa- I mean, you know, we, we obviously, we, um, yeah, the, the, I mean, one of the things that, uh, how can I forget? I mean, if I'm just, just going through my notes here. We should also remember uh, the sad, sad news. I'm sure all of you would join me um, in, in, you know, really just paying your respects to our beloved, you know, Captain Sir Thomas More, or Captain Sir Tom More, as he's referred, often referred, who passed away sadly on Tuesday, I believe, this week 
at the age of 100, 100 years of age and um, commonly, commonly known as Captain Tom. Very sad. I mean, he obviously was diagnosed with coronavirus early in the week and um, obviously the situation obviously deteriorated and, and to the point where obviously he, he lost his battle. Uh, very sad news and so we obviously would like to pay our you know dearest um, respects and condolences to, to his family. Um, this is someone who inspired a nation, inspired the nation by raising more than 30 million pounds for the NHS and charities across the country. Um, real inspiration, a second um, world war um, hero. So yeah, um, very sad news. So the other interesting um, information I just got here I wanted to share with you, if I can find that. So, Yes, so this is, yeah, so this is what I found. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, the, the Prime Minister talked about um, the lives lost to the COVID-19 and um, the, the grim milestone from, from last week I was talking about. But apparently, when, you, when we talk about um, those figures, I mean, just to give you, just to put it into context, apparently, because um, I, I, I was shocked when I saw this, Apparently, the, the lives that have been lost due to COVID, th that figure is uh, twice as many who died in the Blitz in the early 40s. And it's more than the combined death toll from the Great, Great Plague, the AIDS pandemic, and every single terror attack and war since 1945. Could you believe that? That just is just astonishing. Um, to, that, and that kind of maybe... For some of us that sometimes, you know, you look at that number, I mean, and that's why it, it was, and it is a, a grim milestone you know, to have um, 100,000 lives lost to this. It, um, so yeah, the, the figure is twice as many people who died in the Blitz during the early 1940s, more than combined death toll from the Great Plague, the AIDS pandemic, and every single terror attack and war since 1945. You know, more people have, have lost their lives due to COVID than all of the terror attacks since 1945. Incredible. So, yeah. So, again, I'm just using this segment to reflect, to reflect on what's been happening in the news, in our communities. It's incredible. I mean, I've heard some very interesting stories. I mean, I'll get to some of them as we go along. But, you know, certainly, yes, there's definitely good signs. There's positive signs that... You know, we, we've reached 10 million vaccinations done in the country. You know, we're doing well, certainly, you know, in terms of that, that side of things. But when you, when you drill down to individual lives and people, um, the, the situation is not as rosy. I mean, people are very much struggling. I mean, I've spoken to, I mean, I work in the education sector. Some of you will know. So I work at university and I, work, I speak to students all the time. And I also talk to lots of businesses. You know, I was speaking to a, a business owner who, who owns a retail store and um, talking about how they're getting on. And he, they, they are, you know, everyone has been affected just like they have. And, but, you know, they're a little bit fortunate that they've got a very strong customer loyal base, um, base of customers. And that has kept them going. Obviously, a lot of their businesses moved online now. Um, they've had to furlough pretty much all their staff. And yeah, so I was speaking to this chap today. Um, he'd been in business many, many, many years. And yeah, so, but, you know, he, he's hopeful, but this, the struggle with anyone who, who has a retail store is, is and I'll, I'll share more about that as we go along. But yeah, he, he sort of echoed some of the effects of the pandemic. Some of the other news that I came across this week, this was uh, from the CEO of, the, is this, well, uh, 
the chief executive of NHS England, Sir Simon Stevens. So it was, I mean, he was, um, it was mentioned that he was, or had praise on, on the anniversary of the pandemic, because it's, when you think about, when you think about it, it's around this time last year that there was news out there about something happening. You know, I have to say, I really didn't know anything about it until a bit later on. Um, I think it was probably about March, like most people, I guess. But um, but it was a bit earlier than that. So it was there was already talk about it. So it was good to see that, you know, the NHS workers are being appreciated. You know, obviously a lot more needs to be done to show, how, you know, we, we obviously did the, the, the clap and, you know, for, for 10 or so weeks. And But yeah, it was great to see that from the, um, the chief exec of the NHS England um, on the anniversary paying tribute to the NHS staff for their obviously for their gallant work and their incredible um, brave work really um, that they, 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 they're doing. So, and again, just to point out, so for, I mean, because one of the things that the pandemic is, one of, one of the things that's going to help us come out of it, because that's really the focus. We all want to come out of the pandemic because if we're going to have confident careers, if we're going to be able to get out and find jobs and, you know, get on because a lot of businesses. I mean, this is the thing that even though a lot of people are still working, and yes, I mean, we talk about the numbers in a minute, but there's still lots of people out there who are not working who've been really affected. You know, who I mean, there's a um, an organization I think they're called Excluded UK where it talks about three million people who haven't been able to access the grants and loans that the government has put out there. So there's a lot of people out there, yes, they're working out there and they're you know, getting on with their lives and you know, probably not much has been affected um, due to the, um, in terms of, well, apart from the fact that you can't go out to places where you would normally go. But in terms of, you know, day to day, you're working from home. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. Uh, we know certain industries don't, you know, look at the, you know, certain like say sports and leisure and hospitality, those sectors have been hit massively. So... Yeah, so a lot of people have been affected. So we, we have to acknowledge that. And so one of the things that's important, if we're going to come out of this, we keep um, one of the, the four priority groups, and I think it's just good to remind ourselves what those groups, who, uh, who, who's within those groups. Because, you know, like I said, we've reached 10 million. They're talking about we're probably going to do, you know, by middle of February, we probably would have done 15. And I believe the next target is they want to do another 15 million people by or before Easter. So they're hoping to reach 15 million vaccinated people in the UK by middle of February. And then they're going to have another target of another 15 to 17 million people they want to vaccinate. So that would essentially take us to almost half the population. So, um, and, and I guess by that time, if we are on target and if they keep up this incredible pace, there's a good chance that before Easter, we will, we'll, you know, we'll have some kind of normality in, in quotes, you know. So, but the four priority groups which have, essentially been the, the first group that the government's really prioritized is the frontline NHS workers, the care home residents, workers and adults with underlying health conditions and the over 70s. So people in that, in these are the categories of people that the government has earmarked as, earmarked as a priority and that they're hoping to get vaccinated in this sort of first phase of the vaccination program so to speak. Uh, and the reason is because they, they, they've, some research that came out said 88% of the people that have lost their lives have come from within these four groups, 88%. So that's why it's important that this, this progression that the, um, the government's having and, and the staff and the, and the people who are behind the volunteers as well, because let, let's remind ourselves that lots of, you know, 
people out there who are volunteering, who are going out there day in, day out to help the whole pandemic um, sort of uh, program. So, yes, if we keep at this and keep at this pace, then we could really look at having hopefully the kids go back to school in early March and, and hopefully we'll have uh, Easter's celebrated or, you know, whatever celebration you want to have after March, you know. Obviously, you know, there's going to be lots of, I mean, the talk is that they're going to stagger it. We'll probably go back to the tier system. Obviously, no one really knows what's around the corner because every time you watch the news these days, there's a new variation. There's a new variant of a, one of the, the, the viruses in, from different countries. So, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. And that's the one thing that, you know, is the underlying theme of what we're, we're, of the world we're, we're living in today. There's uncertainty. There's uncertainty in everything out there at the moment. But what other, what other news has been out there? In the, I mean, yeah, I, I'm gonna, just going to look at some job-related news. So one of the things I talked about last week was the fact that unemployment levels have gone up by, uh, it's gone up to 5%. So that equates to around about just over 1.7 million people. Just to give you an idea, when we had the last, the last financial crisis in 2007 to 2009 or so, I think the total unemployment levels were reached about two and a half. Um, the Office for Budget, um, Budget Responsibility, which is the government's official forecaster, are predicting something like just over 7% unemployment levels. So we're currently at 5%. So if, they, if the office of the OBR is correct, then we could be looking at well over 25 I mean, they're talking about it could be reaching 2.7. Because we have to remember, what is softening the cushion right now is the furlough scheme. 9 million jobs, 9 million, 9 million UK jobs are protected right now due to the furlough scheme. The company I was talking to, I was speaking to, like I said earlier, I was speaking to a, a, re um, a, a business owner who, who owns a retail store. And like I said, most of his staff, he said, are furloughed. So just like this business owner, a lot of businesses are supported. Nine million jobs, apparently. So that's what's softening the, the, the I mean, obviously, and that's not going to go on forever. I know the, there's a lot of campaign and, and um, there's a push uh, and to try and get the government to really extend that deadline because the deadline for furlough, I think, is end of end of April. End of April, and there's also the businesses as well. So businesses, I think the deadline for them is the end of March, end of March of 2021. So if you've got you know, people that are trying to get bounce-back loans, um, C-bills, which stands for, I think, Coronavirus Business Interruption Loan Schemes, you've got various other schemes out there. You've just got to go to .gov.uk. I'm going to share some other resources with you as we go through the, through the program. We've got, you know, still well over an hour to go. I'm going to be coming to an end or bringing this particular segment to an end very shortly. So so that's just really on the economics um, on job, job um, figures. Um, just some other information here. Yeah, I mean, just basically effects of the lockdown. Um, yeah, well, there's been it's been noted that you know, there's a survey from Princess Trust that one in four young people, because that's the other thing that people, you know, I know it's sometimes been talked about what we realize we, people, we, you know, the, probably one of the groups that's been, that's been, you know, really been affected the most has been the young people. And um, this survey from Princess Trust, and one in four are, are, have stated that they're unable to cope and losing hope um, due, due to the disruption um, to the education, um, the, the labor market that's shrinking, and the isolation as well. And you know, I have to say, and this is one of the things, I mean, I'll try and sort of provide some kind of ideas and potential solutions. I mean, obviously, no one has a complete solution. And this is why we have the Confident Career Show, because it's about also, you know, you will have some ideas and I would love you to call in and just tell us about 
what you found at work. You might be a parent, you know, you maybe you've got children at home who, who found this obviously really, really hard, like every other child out there. You know, I've got children as well. I know how hard it's been. So what ideas, how have you managed? How, how have you coped with homeschooling? Um, you know, just give us a call on 0203 432 Just give me a call. And um, yeah, I want to I hear you. I mean, this show is really about, you know, talking to you out there and just learning from each other. Um, I will share some other details with you as we go along. Just some other bits of facts and information. I thought this was also quite an interesting news while we're talking, on young, talking about young people. One of the youngest members to join Mensa is a, a four-year-old um, girl from Birmingham. Four-year-old girl from Birmingham. She learned the alphabet by the time she was 14 months old. Just thought it was amazing. 14 months, wow, 14 months. What was I doing at 14 months old? Yeah, I don't think I was learning the alphabet. So her parents apparently stated she is fascinated by space. And always asking questions. Why does why does the moon orbit the earth? My goodness, wow. At four years old. It's incredible. And that's another thing as well for young people out there who are listening to the Confident Career Show. Because bearing in mind, this is a show for for young people and obviously adults, professionals. It is about because we, it's about preparing our young people as well so that they can live confident careers. They can live confident lives. One of the things I will stress to you right now is you need to get into the habit of learning. Get into the habit of asking questions. Get into the habit of doing something. Get in the, this is a time, you know, you're never going to probably have this sort of time again where things are shut down, where you've been asked to stay at home, you know, because we will come out of this. There will be a pass. We're going to probably looking back on this in the next year or so. We'll be looking back and say, wow, how did we get through that? You know, um, so this is a time to, as young people, um, you know, if you're at home, you know, stuck on your Xbox or whatever you're doing at the weekends, you know, do find time to do something creative. And that's why this show, I mean, I've themed it essential skills to pandemic proof your career. It's also for young people as well. You will learn things, hopefully, when we go into the second segment. I'm going to name these six skills and we'll, we'll go into some detail, obviously. And um, hopefully there'll be things in there that you can learn as well. There's a couple more things I want to use to round off this segment. And then we'll have a break and I'll, you know, put, put on some music. I uh, hope you'll enjoy the jazz music. But yeah, but before I, I sort of end this segment, the other thing that's, I mean, I was talking about um, retail earlier. Boohoo, um, the online fashion retailer, is essentially, cut, I mean, not just them, but, you know, you've got ASOS, you got, and essentially what's really happening out there, it, it's, it's a complete change. I was speaking to someone earlier today and was talking about how COVID-19 has just accelerated the change that was happening anyway, it's just accelerated it. I think I quoted on here um, on one of the shows how Unilever, uh, one of the biggest companies in the world, had shifted 15 years of their business online in just 15 days. You know, so suddenly people can now work from home. This was something that you know you told your boss probably in the past, and they would have looked at you probably funny. You know, so um, and now suddenly we are all doing it, and we're all doing it productively. And yes, it doesn't obviously sue everyone and it doesn't apply to everyone but it just shows you how incredible how when you apply you know your mind to something you can you can achieve and, and it's incredible what's also happening the shift the change that's out there boohoo um uh, apparently paid 55 million pounds for debenhams did you know apparently something i read the other day debenhams uh, was first that was established apparently two years after the declaration of independence in america after the u.s declaration of independence two years after so I think it, it has, um, Debenhams goes back something like 18, 1813, 1813 established. And um, it, it's sad. It's sad because um, you look at what's happening with Arcadia as well. Um, Arcadia, who, which has also been, I think, they're, they're in talks with ASOS. So ASOS is the other big 
they've been around a little bit longer than it on Boohoo. Boohoo, would you believe, has only been established, I think, since 2006. 2006, you know, and um, so it's just a teenager, really, when you look at it in adult age, just a teenager. 2006, Boohoo was started. It's just bought Debenhams for £55 million. At one point, apparently, Debenhams was was worth £1.7 billion. At one point, Debenhams was worth £1.7 billion. And then it's just been sold now. Because obviously at this point when they're, you know, people are desperate, they have to get rid of assets or whatever. And, and the thing about Boohoo, they're not in touch in the, the, the physical parts of the business. They're just going after the online brands and the online stores. They're not interested in the physical. So what's going to happen? They're, apparently they're talking about 20,000 jobs between all the, organized, all the, um, the stores when you look at ASOS, I'm sorry, um, Arcadia, because the Arcadia group is a big unit, as you know. It includes Top Man, Top Shop, Miss um, Selfridge, um, I don't shop in these places, so maybe, I don't know, some of you might do, obviously, but um, Top Man, yes, I've certainly shopped at Top Man, but uh, yeah, we, it, it affects a lot of us, I mean, this has affected so many of us, I mean, it's gonna, and, and it's all going to go online now, so I guess because that's where everyone's going online to, that's where everyone goes to spend and buy their, 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 their clothes now, so yeah, it looks like we might have a call. Right, one second. I we might have a call coming in. Hello. 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 Right. Hello. I think they've gone. All right. Well, we'll probably come back to them if they come back. Okay. I thought I had a caller, and um, yes, hopefully they will call back. Yes, if you did call in just now. Do try and call back again, and um, yes, I would love to talk to you. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to end with a, just a couple more things because um, we are reaching our first, the end of our first segment. So again, yeah. So I want to slightly end on a positive note for this segment, and um, yeah. So one of the things I read recently, I mean, I've said this before. Despite the challenges that are happening right now in the community with COVID having such a devastating impact. The number of businesses um, starting is actually higher. So I think the number of businesses that started in um, 2020 was something like 772,000 new new businesses started, and apparently that was 13 percent, 13 percent more businesses started in 2020 than in 2019. It's incredible. I mean that that's incredible. Brave people, um, and and you know I've said this before. I think the, the, I mentioned in the past three big companies that are well established today that was started during a recession or a downturn. I think it was Microsoft, um, uh, which one was the other one? Um, a- Apple and, and Disney, three big companies. So it's not surprising that these the people out there, brave souls are going out there and still you know, pushing ahead and trying to push the envelope and, and, and trying to be creative and, and start their own enterprise. It's fantastic. Uh, this other news again I'm going to end on this really positive news I thought it was really incredible these are two brothers who started a business with apparently just £350 you might have seen this online I saw it online on the internet I just thought this is incredible two brothers started a business with £350 at the start of the pandemic and they have already generated sales of more than £4 million they're apparently generating something like £15,000 a day and uh, I'm sure they probably don't mind me mentioning their name I think the name is Ollie and Toby Britain. So I saw, I saw them online. Well, I, I googled them online, and uh, yeah, there was in one of the sort of media outlets online in the last few days. So two brothers started the business with three hundred and fifty pounds, 
now generate over in that year since the, the start of the business they've generated more than four million pounds it's incredible um that it just shows you and it's no wonder that there's been an increase in people actually starting their businesses so despite all the negative news despite all the things we've been talking about there are people out there who are still prepared to brave it uh, and we know that and you know businesses are still open businesses are still trying to keep going because they have to i mean at the end of the day that's a livelihood so they have to keep going they have to make it work so you know i give you so much so much kudos to these people and um you know i hope yeah that you know we just continue to hear more success like this and because it's also going to inspire each and every one of us hopefully because when you i mean to be inspired you know is is it's a great thing because you know we all need inspiration i mean i've heard of people say oh you know inspiration it's just a kind of some kind of wishy-washy stuff no, absolutely not you know we all everyone who's done anything of significance has been inspired by something you know if, if you if you if you if you breathe if you've got blood in your veins you know you've had inspiration you know whether you like it or not you might not even acknowledge it you might not want to acknowledge it we've all been inspired by someone you know so whether good or bad or hopefully it's more good so we all need inspiration ladies and gentlemen and young people out there so i'm going to end on that hopefully positive note i hope you've enjoyed that first segment um if you are the caller that tried to call in earlier please feel free to call in on the confident careers show um the telephone number i repeat it's 0203 432 and um, i'll be back very shortly
This is a vital update about coronavirus. To help save lives, stay at home. Anyone can spread coronavirus. You should now only go out when absolutely necessary for food, medicine, work or exercise. Always try to stay two metres apart. Anyone can spread coronavirus. UJR Talk Radio, Radio MK, UJR, FM and YDN Network are working together to keep the local community and wider UK safe from COVID-19. Stay at home, protect the NHS, save lives. This radio show is sponsored by Daughters of Eve, 100 plus Black Women of Beauty book, volumes one through four, for Black Women of Beauty and Achievement. Now available from www.icebergbooks.com or search for The Daughters of Eve, 100 plus Black Women of Beauty on Amazon. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show or creating an alternative independent side income? Well, if so, UJR Talk Radio are currently seeking new presenters to fill daytime and evening time slots on our online and digital radio network covering various topics such as business and finance, relationships and sex, fashion, local politics, religion, male and female issues, employment and career advice, health and nutrition, event listings, entertainment and more. You do not have to be an experienced presenter as training can be provided absolutely free. So if you think you can cover any of the topics and would like to present a show on UJR Talk Radio, we would love to hear from you today. For further information, contact us on 079-393-52164 or email info at urbanjazzradio.net or log on to www.umojaradio.co.uk that's U-M-O-J-A radio.co.uk today. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Confident Careers Show. I'm your host for this evening. I'm taking you to 8 o'clock this evening. And um, it's just gone past half past six. So we're going to be going into the main topic for today. The main theme of this show, um, the first segment that I hope you found it useful was really a time for reflection, a reflection of what's been happening in our communities. And as I said before, on the show, it's important that we reflect. It's important that we reflect on what's happening because only when you reflect can you really address the future um, and even the present most, most of the time. So the, the theme, the theme for today and I, I said it at the top of the hour when I started the show that uh, the theme for today is the six essential skills to pandemic proof your career. Six essential skills to pandemic proof your career. And the six that I'm going to be talking about today, one of the things you're going to notice is they're essentially mostly soft skills. And I, I've had people kind of knock soft skills and say, oh, they don't really matter. It's just soft skills or, you know, or something of that sort of ilk. And I'll, I'm going to completely, you know, hopefully change your mind or hopefully make you realize it is non non it is absolutely not absolutely the case they are absolutely vital absolutely vital but one of the skills i'm going to be talking about today will, is a hard skill so there's there's diff, there are differences between obviously soft skills and hard skills the hard skills are, are, are things that practical skills are tangible 
and the soft skills perhaps maybe in, a, in a, i'm gonna i've got some definitions here i'm gonna read out to you in a minute but it tends to be more intangible but but the question might be before i go into the, the, the six skills again we're gonna have a break after half an hour then we'll come back we'll, we'll get through the six but the, the reason why you, you might be asking yourself why where are you sat right now this evening um, perhaps you've got a cup of tea in your hand i don't know you've got a, hopefully you've got a tv turned down a little bit um you've got some kids maybe they're playing in the background or hopefully maybe doing their homework or whatever what why is six essential skills to pandemic proof your career why is it important well you think about it the economy right now it is is changing it's changing all the time and i found this really really amazing quote and I, i'm just going to read it out to you i think it summarizes what i'm trying to get across and this is what it says the economy that went into the pandemic will look very different from the one that leaves it behind let me read that again the economy that went into the pandemic will look very different from the one that leaves it behind therefore the skills you took into the pandemic needs an upgrade for the economy that will eventually will leave the pandemic i'm going to read that again because that's um, quite a mouthful but i think it's so important that when i read it i read it, read it a few times but it, it really you know hits the nail on the head so and this is the why this is why we're i'm talking about this topic this is why i wanted to bring this topic to your attention on the confident career show that we're hosting tonight the economy that went into the pandemic will look very different from the one that leaves it behind therefore the skills you took into the pandemic needs an upgrade for the economy that eventually will leave the pandemic because we're, we are going to leave the pandemic you know, I've said it earlier, I said it in the first segment of the show, you know, so what happens, you know, there are people out there who are looking for work right now, and I hear a lot of people actually are, you know, doing courses, um, this is actually a great time for universities, you know, like where I work, I'm working at university right now, we've got lots of people thinking about upgrading their skills, you know, wanting to maybe start on a, on a postgraduate degree course, or maybe they want to go and do a degree that they've never, they've always wanted to do, but they never had time to do. So there's no better time because you will, those skills are going to come in so valuable. And it also shows that you've been doing something during the lockdown, during the pandemic. And I just wanted to quickly define, before I start talking about the um, individual skills, so, so you kind of know what, because like I said, most of the skills I'm going, to be, I'm going to be talking about today are mostly soft skills. And what are soft skills? So they actually, I, I love this sort of um, message here. I mean, it, it talks about soft skills are essentially power skills. And I do believe that. I believe they're powerful skills. They're just as powerful as hard skills, if not more so. Um, and essentially what soft skills, it says, are frequently referred to as soft skills or people skills. They involve common sense, the ability to navigate interpersonal relationships, behaviors like emotional intelligence, communication, adaptability are examples. Power skills are long lasting. They're transferable across a number of work environments and roles and can be developed. So this, by the way, everything I'm saying here today, this evening, there's nothing that you cannot develop. There's nothing that it's only for a certain group of people or for a certain minority or whatever. This can be, we've all, in fact, we've all got it. It's, I remember, you know, back in the day when I was very young, my, my I used to have a manager who say to me, you know, you've got latent skills. Essentially, you know, it was like you had these skills, but you never didn't use it. So until, you know, you, you, so you need someone to push you, right? And, you know, and it's incredible. So, yeah, and 
that late, those latent skills, it's all in us. We've got it. It's about just bringing it out, you know. And um, over time, yes, you know, you know, you just unleash, right? So the whole idea is, it's about tapping into that, those skills that are embedded inside of you. So what are hard skills? That's the opposite. The hard skills are are, quanti are quantifiable capabilities learned in an education setting or training program. So they're often called, they're often certified. So you can have a certification for it, like a degree or whatever. Obtained via special programs like degrees uh, and uh, yeah, coding. So for example, coding, budgeting, marketing, operations are examples and so on and so forth. So those are, those are hard skills. So things that are quantifiable, they're tangible. So what are the um, skills? So I'm gonna start with the first one. So this first, we've got for this particular segment, how, much, how long have we got? We've got about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes for this segment. So I'm gonna just focus on two and then we'll go to the next one. So this first skill that I'm gonna to mention today, I mean, I've actually given you a clue already because if you were listening or paying attention, you would have heard it. So this first one, for me, is the key and probably the most important one when you think about what we're going through right now as a nation, as a country, as a people, as individuals. So the first one is adaptability. You might have heard it when I was quoting, when I was reading off one of the definitions, I think it was the definition of soft skills. Adaptability. And what does that mean? Well, there's a, there's a great um, definition thing here I pulled off as well. And essentially, adaptability is an ability or willingness to change in order to suit different conditions. An ability or willingness to change in order to suit different conditions. One of the things I preach a lot, and some of you, you you know, listening to this, you might know me, um, I've worked in so many different environments, mostly in the community, places like job centers and training colleges, obviously university now where I work and I've worked in universities for, for some time now. And one of the things I preach to students, and I share this with my colleagues as well, is the importance of trying different things, trying experimenting. And the thing is, when you look at what, what companies are having to go through right now, companies are having to adapt. If you're not adapting right now, it's going to be hard to survive. It's going to be hard to continue. I mean, I was giving you an example of a company I was speaking to earlier today, um, a retail company, who perhaps didn't do as much business online, but since the pandemic, I've obviously had to adapt and adopt much more use of the internet technologies. So they're now having to do, they're doing a lot more sales online because they were essentially built on personal relationships. I mean, that's how he's got his, he's built his customer loyal base. And that can still work. He's, he's done hard work, but you obviously can't just stop. You've got to keep going, right? And so, but he's had to adapt. And so companies that don't adapt during these times are going to find it very hard to survive. And there's so many ways of adapting. I think I gave you an example last time I was here about, for example, you know, that you look at the airline industry that has probably taken one of the most hits, I think over a billion pounds of revenue lost to the airline industry. And that's probably quite a conservative estimate. But one of the, one of the um, things I read some time ago, it was a little while ago now, probably about six months ago, and what I read was there were some airline companies, and it was not just one or two, it was a few actually. And what they were doing, apparently, they were selling these packages, like, you know, the, there were flights to nowhere. Essentially, that's what they were called, the flights to nowhere. And you think, who's going to buy that? But apparently, they did get lots of, they, they did get lots of bookings. So they had people paying for these flights, flights to nowhere. So what did that mean? What, what does that mean? What they were essentially doing, apparently, they were, these airline companies were, were 
So essentially, get one of their planes, they get the pilot in there, and we get them to just circle around and just stay. They can't come out of the country because back, back, I think, obviously, at the beginning of the pandemic, I think there was obviously a very strict lockdown. People couldn't come out of their, their, their obviously, their own country. So, so they just go around and stay within the country and just go around in a circle. <laughs> Not literally, obviously, but, in, but yeah, it, it sold. They made money from that. So some that could have maybe saved some people's jobs. That could have probably probably kept them going so that's just an example there's so many more there's and so the point is as an individual you need to keep on adapting and it's about preparing yourself for future eventualities that lead to change because the thing that stays constant ladies and gentlemen the thing that stays constant is change that's the only thing that's going to be constant is change so i'm always preaching this to students i'm always saying this to you know whether you're a student you know, whether you've got a speciality right now, whether you're, you know, you've, you've set yourself a goal. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor or whatever it is. I want to be a, a even I want to be a footballer. I want to be a sportsman or whatever, whatever it is you want to do. You've got to be able to adapt. And how do you adapt? And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, some time ago, I, this was obviously pre-lockdown and this is quite a few, probably I'm talking about four or five years ago now. I was at a event and it had all these sort of fanciful companies and big names in there one of the comp one of the companies that was in there is a company that we've probably all used at some point and probably still do use um this it's got more than two billion people on it so i'm sure you probably know who i'm talking about so it had um facebook it had someone it was had a um it had this lady from facebook um she was a, i think she worked in marketing because it was a an event for marketing and pr consultants and and people like that so and i was there really just networking which is like i said you know one of the things i love to do um so at this talk, so the lady was giving a talk and she was talking about Facebook and what they do and how they work. And she talked a little bit about um, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Zuckerberg, the, obviously the founder of, the co-founder of um, Facebook. And one of the things she said was when apparently what Mark does, when he, um, he goes around his staff and he looks around what they're doing, he goes around to his staff and he, 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 he looks at what they're doing. And one of the questions that he tends to ask, apparently, is he will ask them, what are you experimenting on? And I'm not talking about something, you know, onto word here. I'm talking about obviously, you know, he's obviously talking about business, right? So what are you experimenting on? And the point she obviously she was making she was making was it's about experimenting. It's about experiment take you know, it's about learning. It's about adapting. And and so the point is when you experiment, when you are constantly trying different things it means you're able to adapt to different situations because so essentially they're never they're never still they're always learning they're always doing something you know they're always doing something i just found that really incredible that he, he was he would ask that question that he would oh he would, he would ask them he would ask apparently that's what she was saying he was she, um he would say he would say to the member of staff what are you experimenting on what are you working on right now because, and that's the whole point of, of this particular skill set, is as, as to develop your adaptability, you've got to keep learning. Um, and, and on this particular skill, the other skill, I'm sorry, the, the, another very interesting thing I wanted to men mention here while we're talking about adaptability is I read a book um, last year. It was probably the most ama amazing, it was probably my, it was my favorite book I read in 2020. It's called Range. It's um, written by a chap called David Epstein. It's an American journalist. Um, um, so yeah the book is called range and it's phenomenal 
I would say every parent should get hold of that book. Every any edu- anyone who works in education should get hold of it. It really because it kind of talked about kind of the things I used to preach and what I still preach to students about the point of. I mean, he calls it sampling. I mean, one of the things he said he said, every, and so the concept. I mean, just to give you kind of because of time. He, what he was essentially saying in the book was that a lot of people early in life they try to specialize, and and we're, we're told to specialize. But you know, if you want to become a um, a tennis player, you want to become a, a footballer, or whatever it is, you want to become a doctor, a lawyer, you specialize, you have a focus and you stick to it. And that's fine, there's nothing wrong with specializing. But the point is, he said, early specialization doesn't really help. What he, and, and what he said, I mean, he did a lot of research and he came out with all sorts of people. And I, I, but one of the people that, I mean, he found, he, he did this research and was on Roger Federer. And you think about Roger Federer, Roger Federer is regarded as probably one of the best tennis players ever to play the game, right? But apparently one of the things that Roger Federer was doing when he was growing up is he was, I mean, in fact, tennis wasn't his number one sport. He was actually playing badminton and basketball. And it apparently helped him with tennis when he started playing tennis. So the point is, it was able, he was able to adapt to tennis a lot better than perhaps anyone else. Obviously, he's got a lot more competition now with Djokovic and all these other people that are now on the scene. But the point is, and, and the point of the book, Range, and, and it talks about um, why general the, the the subtitle is why generalists um, thrive in a in a specialist in a specialized world why generalists thrive in a specialized world was that by specializing a bit later on and experimenting early, um, early in the process you have a bit more idea of what you want to do so the point is so when I say to young people don't worry too much about trying to specialize too soon you know just experiment just do things the thing about it is when you do that it makes you develop your adaptability and that's the one thing that employees are looking for right now i was listening to a, a career consultant um she's an international career consultant um, she was i was listening to her on, on tv watching her on tv and she was saying one of the key skills that employees are looking for looking for right now are, st- are people with diverse skills so not just one skill set so you've got to have diverse skill sets you might have a speciality but w- i mean i think about myself right now i mean think about what your job what you do how many times, I mean, can you really say that you just do one piece of job or one piece of work? I mean, my work, I'm, I'm doing so many different things. I'm doing events, I'm doing um, recruitment, I'm doing management, I'm doing administration. So think about it for yourself. I mean, so the point is, and how can you do all of those things if you're not adaptable? So that's the point. So I hope you get that message. Now, this next one, this next skill, we've got about five or so, five or ten minutes I'm going to spend on this next skill. And I sort of mentioned it earlier as well. So this next skill, what is it? I mentioned it earlier. um, I'll try to give you some clues as we go along. So this next skill is, so this is, we're talking about the six essential skills to pandemic-proof your career. We've also talked about adaptability. This next one is networking. Networking is absolutely vital if you're going to pandemic-proof your career. And when we talk about networks, um, you can think about you can think of networks as um, I'm just looking at some definitions here. It's a process of interacting with others to exchange information, develop professional social contacts. Yes, it's all of that. It is about interaction. It's, it is about a, it's a process. It's about exchange of information. But also maybe in computer terms as well, you can look at it as linking multiple devices um, to exchange information as well. Um, but it's, I mean, if you, or if, if you're a business person, it's, it's a, the skill of networking involves 
bargaining, negotiation, all that kind of stuff. So the skill of networking, how does it apply to you and me if we are looking at pandemic proofing our careers? So this is it. This is how it applies to you or how I believe it applies to you. And I, like I said, I've worked in this career space for quite some time now, working with all sorts of people from people just trying to look for their first job to executives uh, and so on. So I'm talking from some experience, I hope, and, um, and lessons I've learned from other colleagues and staff, working with some incredible people I've been blessed to work with, and just really generally stuff I've read and, and seen out there. So this stuff is what's out there. It's not necessarily hidden. It's not you know this is all out there but this, these are just things that i've just believe i've summarized i mean you could probably add much more to this list but networking for me is one of the key ones online networking today in a, it is so needed because we're living in an ever-changing jobs market the job market is constantly changing i mean they're talking about maybe in the next five to ten years a quarter of the jobs that exist today might not be around um, there was some research done by Oxford University and Deloitte uh, about um, the amount of jobs that might be taken over by robots, and, and, and that's the big fear right now. But that shouldn't be your fear, because they're saying this, I mean, when you look at lots of research out there, that, that what they're saying is also that a lot of these technologies, and, you know, talk about artificial intelligence and, you know, uh, machine learning um, systems and so on, they're, they're, st- they're going to create more jobs than they actually take. Because you're going to still need people to make these things work, you know. <laughs> so you you cannot, you know, people are still going to have to work. People are going to work. I mean, in fact, I don't know what the figures are, but the, 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 they actually believe technology will create more jobs than it actually takes away. But when you, it, when you see the headlines, you, know, you say, oh, it's going to take away oh, millions of jobs. I mean, in some cases, tens of millions of jobs. It's, you know, it's, it's a scary headline, right? But is the, the fact is there are going to be much more so the point is we, we have to adapt and that's why again that last point but also networking so how does that help you and and really the way i see networking helping you is really it's about and i've mentioned this before i think i mentioned this at the last show it's really about how you start to develop your own people call it so maybe um and in certain spaces they call it outreach you have to outreach this is your own network so you've got, I mean, and maybe you start with your family, for example. That's part of your network, right? Your family is part of your network. Uh, I remember so many times in the past where we, we've had, I've worked with students who are looking for work experience or something, and they struggle to find work or work experience. And then uh, we, we've obviously maybe tried and couldn't maybe get them something. You say, well, have you actually um, asked one of your parents if they have, I mean, you, you know, when they tell you what their parents do or whatever, and, so, and they end up getting a, a placement through or opportunity through, a member of the family so the point is that is your network that you can start within your family i know that doesn't always apply and that's always not going to be beneficial to everyone and that's not always going to work for everyone but for for some people that will work so start with your network so the point of networking is about developing your relationships developing your relationships because if you're going to pandemic proof your career you're going to have not just any kind of relationship you're going to have you're going to need strong relationships because they become part of your network, you know? And um, that is why today, and I've seen so many evidences of, evidence of this, is when you're looking for work, and I mean, I was speaking to someone, I, I tell you, I, I kid you not, today, and I was speaking to this young man, who was actually not that young actually, but um, a little bit younger than I am, but um, he was telling me he had applied for 300 jobs. And, you know, 
I, I really, I mean, and you hear this a lot. I mean, it's not, it's not the first time you hear that. And, you know, I've, I've shared some details with him. I'm going to hopefully try and help him. But that is going to be one of the most, you know, heartbreaking things to go through. I mean, just to apply for 20 jobs. I mean, that's got to be, do you know how long it takes to apply for just one job sometimes? And you get those forms and they're like 10 pages long. So imagine what he would have had to go through to apply to 300 jobs. And, he, and he's still looking. So, so the, the point is, what I believe is going to make you pandemic proof when it comes to your career in the future, and not just in the future, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, it's the present time. It's, it's your relationships, your network. Who is in your network right now? You know, it might be a time to bring out your phone. I, mean, I remember a friend of mine who was actually a sort of a mentor, really. I mean, someone I really look up to. I'm hoping to bring him on, on the show one day because um, he's got incredible wisdom and knowledge to share and um, I still follow him till this day and like I said one of the things we're going to be doing over the next coming weeks is we're going to have some incredible speakers I do you know one of the things I, I'll guarantee you we're going to get some great speakers and um, we'll you know we want to interview um, people and and also like I said this is an opportunity for you to call in as well you know so feel free to call in at any time if you just want to get something off your chest you just want to talk about what you're going through right now, whether you're finding it hard to get a job, um, you know, whether you, you've maybe tried to apply for one of these business grants and, or loans and you've not been successful and what sort of challenges you're facing, you know, how do you see the future perhaps? Maybe you've got young children at home and you're, you're finding it hard to cope. You know, how, what, what sort of, um, what, what, where are you looking? What, what, what are you thinking about how to maybe, um, maybe perhaps you want to just talk about that. I mean, that's something we can, we can talk about. Uh, or perhaps you, maybe you've, you've found a job after a long search. You've found a job after a long search. Give us a call. Give me a call. Uh, my number is 0203-432-1333. Uh, this is the Confident Career Show on UJR Talk Radio. So we're just coming up to the end of this particular segment. There's still four more to go. So like I said, networking is... It's vital. You're going to need networking. You're going to need to develop your networking skills. And there's so many ways to do that. There's ways you can develop that. Uh, one of the ways I certainly recommend you, you start to develop, um, one of the techniques you can start to use to develop your networking skills is start to attend events. I know you can't attend events like you normally would do in person, but you can attend events online. You can attend net events online. You can get involved because essentially networking is all about confidence. A lot of the times, the way you develop relationships, the way you develop, I mean, and because and now a lot of networking is happening online. One of the best places to find contacts. Yes, I know you people use Facebook, but LinkedIn, I cannot say it enough. LinkedIn is one of the most powerful platforms out there right now. Um, so yeah, do use these platforms and we're going to be going into a bit more detail over some of the next, um, in the next segment, we'll, we'll talk about the other four. And so, yeah, do stay tuned. I'm going to go into a quick break right now. So we've just gone past seven o'clock. So I hope, yeah, just hope you can digest those two things we've just been talking about. Adaptability and networking is just two of the six skills you need to develop to pandemic proof your skills. So we'll, we'll go into a very short break and then we'll come back and then we'll, we'll pick up from where we left.
head, my baby. I thought that everything was just fine. You say you've got to get away to find yourself. Days and nights would be a living hell. So think about the misery that you're gonna put me through. Just a telephone call away. Just sing for me. I put a message in a bottle, baby, baby, baby. Sing around you Nothing is what I am without you here in my life Yeah, yeah, yeah Just a telephone call away. Just put a message in a bottle, baby, baby, baby. Call on me, send for me, send for me, baby. If you ever, 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 ever need me, just send. Smoke signal in the air And I'm there Or put a message in a bottle Baby, baby, baby Welcome back. Welcome back to the Confident Careers Show. I'm your host, Femi Youssef. I hope you've been 
been enjoying the show as we've been going along. We were talking about we've been talking about the six essential skills, the six essential skills to to pandemic proof your career. And um, yes, there there's four more to go. So we've obviously mentioned adaptability, networking. So I hope you've got those down. So the next one, because of time, time is definitely um, running the race in the head. So I'm going to quickly go into this next one. So the next skill uh, is communication. Communication is absolutely vital. Um, one of the things I was reading about, about the pandemic, and a lot of these skills, a lot of these things are partly... I've high, I'm highlighting them because they are especially needed now, especially needed now because of the pandemic and because of the pandemic and what, as I was saying earlier, the, the thing that what the, the pandemic has done is changed the economy. When we come out of this situation, we, we will come out, things are not going to be the same in terms of how, obviously, in terms of uh, the way people are going to do business. People are, well, obviously, we I mean, we hope that we get our lives back soon, but things are going to have to adapt things are going to have to change um so the point is you know these skills matter these skills are important so so it's important that we take note of these skills and so yeah communication is key one of the i know certainly from looking at um stuff I read and stuff like, I mean, we, we see this a lot in the media as well. So we see this a lot in the media as well. I mean, and just generally speaking, one of the keys, as um, people working in business, you will find that one of the key skills that employees are looking for is leadership skills. And when we're talking about leadership skills, really we're talking about communication. And what is communication? Uh, I've just got a definition here, and I'm just going to read this out to you, then we'll go into a bit more detail. It's the imparting or exchanging of information by writing, speaking, or using some other medium. Um, television is an is a effective means of communication. I mean, even radio, like I'm on here now. So, you know, so any sort of, so it's, a, it's a medium. It could be social media, whatever. Because, uh, and the, the point is, when we're talking about communication, obviously there's this, you know, there's the obvious communication um, form of speaking, and then there's the other one, which is the the written skills, and I think what might, you know, give um, sort of bring it home is there was a, a famous American actor. I was watching him being interviewed. This was quite a while ago. I'm talking. This is quite a while ago. I'm just don't know where I'm getting these um, these memories from. But I mean, obviously, it was all relevant to this. And I've just dug up this stuff and from memory from the past. And I remember. In, I mean, his. You would know know who I know who he is when I mention his name. It's um. You probably know the Wayans family. They're like a they're a black American um very successful black American um family. They've got like um. A lot of, I think there's about four or five brothers and they're all actors and you know very successful but this, this particular quote uh, was from um, Damon Damon Waynes I think he's one of the elder brothers and I was they, he was being interviewed and they were asking him you know as an actor um, if you could have they were asking I think generally speaking if, as if you had one skill that you could learn or if they, I mean I think it was a fairly general question if you had a particular skill that you can learn what would it be 
and it was, he said it was the ability to write ability to write and obviously it's not like he can't write but obviously he can but the point is you know that written skills so that's a form of communication so that's what i'm talking about that the ability to you know to write so your written skills so whether it's your written skill whether it's your verbal skills these are the skill sets you need to be successful to pandemic proof your career you're going to have to develop those skills and yes, you can find if you're, you know, you can put, if you're trying to write a book these days, you can get a ghostwriter, you can get other people to do it for you. Um, but what you're going to find in as you're developing your career as a young person or someone who's been in business a long time or a professional person or someone who's just getting into your career for the, you know, early, you know, early on in your life, communication is absolutely important. And for me, it's something that we can all learn and develop. I mean, one of the things I did to try and help me, because when I was growing up, and I, I mean, as a, I'm very open. I'm going to share um, some things with you, and I hope that it will also encourage you as well. So to call in, and because that's how we learn. That's how we learn is by sharing, and that's how we make impact, I believe. And by sharing our knowledge, by sharing our, our experiences. And so on this point, I mean, with regards to community, when I was growing up, I was very shy. I was very shy. And, um, you know, I wouldn't often be the first one to talk in class. And, um, you know, but it was incredible. But even though I love school and, and all of that stuff. But the point is, I, I just wasn't obviously very good at communicating. And it was incredible. One of the things I, I started to do when I was younger and as I got older and I started you know, going to different events and all these kinds of stuff. What I started to do, I, you know, looked around and thought, what can I do? And I, I started reading books. So I read books on, um, um, on communication and so on. And I'm going to share one of them with you um, shortly. And it's one of the, probably the best book ever on communication, period. And um, I'll share it with you in a second. And, and the other thing I did, I, I joined Toastmaster. So Toastmaster, obviously, most of you know, um, it's, an, it's a communication platform. And um, obviously, back in the day, pre-COVID, you can go there and learn. And it, it's incredible. And I met some incredible people there. Um, in fact, one of the guys who I met, unfortunately, passed away last year, um, very sadly. And he was an inspiration um, to many, many people. And I didn't actually realize how inspirational this, this chap was. And he actually lived in the same borough as I do. I live, I live in Croydon. I think I've mentioned him, a South London boy. But um, but it was incredible. I went to Toastmaster um, in Croydon. That was my first chapter. That's where I went. And it was many, many years ago. And I met a couple of really incredible people. Obviously, there was lots of incredible people there. But I met this guy. And he just really, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, there's a great saying in life that in five years' time, you're going to be exactly the same. Apart from maybe putting a few extra pounds on your weight. Um, but you're going to be exactly the same in five years time apart from two things the people you meet and the books you read the people you meet and the books you read so what books are you reading right now you know or who are you meeting who are you engaging that's why we were talking about earlier about networking you've got to keep reaching out you've got to keep knocking on people's doors you know because that's how you build your network that's how you build your communication skills and yeah, this guy I met, I met him at Toastmaster and he was just incredible. I mean, and he just impacted me with this positivity and I've just taken it, you know, and yeah. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, your confidence is not always going to be up. I mean, just like life, life is never up. It's never a straight line. It's never, you know, one direction. You're going to have down moments. You're going to have up moments, but 
it gives you a source, a, a reference to tap into. And, and that's what you know, this chap did for me. And he was incredible. I mean, so when I heard his passing, I was just like, unbelievable. I was just so saddened um, to hear his, you know, he passed away. But then I realized, not surprisingly, that he had impacted so many people. And he was a communications expert. I mean, he worked for some big organizations in Nigeria. And um, he works here in the UK as well. Amazing, amazing gentleman. Absolute gentleman. Um, and may his soul rest in peace. And uh, so, But the point is, yeah, it, it's about getting out there. Um, and when I started attending the, the things like Toastmaster, reading these books, started going to seminars, and that's how I got out. That's how you know you gradually start. You know it happens that, and because no one's born as a great orator or communications expert, and 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 you can learn to develop your writing skills, your communication skills by again. That's one of the things my dad always says to me. You know, keep reading books because when you read books, you know you you pick up how people write and and you learn that way. And it's one of the things I try to impact on my kids as well about the importance of reading books, and um, and it can help you in your career because the thing is, especially if you're in management, if you're in business, you're going to have to write proposals, you're going to have to write articles, you're going to have to write an email. <laughs> you know, one of the things we teach our students is, you know, um, sometimes as basic as that. I mean. And, and this is not to belittle anyone because it happens to even the most experienced people who don't know maybe how to construct a, a professional email, you know. So there's, there's, there's things that you can learn by observation. That's one of the ways we learn, true observation, you know. Um, and I think one of the other ways is we learn through, is it repetition, observation and memorization? Yeah, there's I think three ways that we generally learn. So repetition, observation and mem memory. So it's important to observe. It's important to get out there. And, that's, and if you're not getting out there, how, you can, how can you observe people? How can you, I mean, I learn from going to different environments. I just learn how do you speak. I think some of the best speakers sometimes you find them in a church, you know, um, in, in, the, in, the fake, or in the fake groups. Um, you know, it's incredible. I mean, um, so the, the, the point is it's important. And, and the book I was, I was thinking about is um, a book written by... Um, Les Giblin, Les Giblin is, and it's the book is called um, People Skills. Actually, it's quite a simple title. Les Giblin. It's an absolutely powerful book. I think it's only about twenty pages, and it was recommended to me some time ago now. And absolutely dynamite of a book. It's almost like a hidden, and it's just it's and incredible. That's why I say you know the most amazing things in life are often the most simple things. It's an absolute simple book, but the, the wisdom in that book, is, like I said, it's only like 20 pages long. If that, it's not, I'm not even sure it's 20 pages long. Um, incredible. I mean, another person that I've studied and, you know, read his materials over the years, probably for me, the probably number one communications expert in the UK, um, Peter Thompson. Absolutely, you know, amazing. Um, so the point is you can learn these things. Communication, you need to be able to communicate. You need to be able to verbalize. A lot of the jobs you're going to be going for, you're going to have to communicate. You know, I'm at the moment right now in the university where I work, I'm trying to organize internships. I'm trying to get students placed with companies. And uh, I mean, one of the things they definitely want, I mean, it's very rare that you get into it, even an internship, even though it's not a permanent job, they're still asking. Yeah, they want to they want to interview them. They want to have a, a video thing done. They want to do something on Zoom or with Google Meet that everyone now uses. Um, so they want to hear you speak. So the point is, you gonna you have to develop that. It's an absolutely powerful skill. The next one that I want to talk about in the next sort of eight to ten minutes that we've got in this segment 
of our show is, and this is the probably the only the only hard skill that is in this group of six essential skills that I've listed here. This is the um, only hard one. And actually, just before I talk about this one, communication, by the way, communication skills. LinkedIn did a survey. And I don't know how many people are on their website now, on their platform. It's, it's more than 700, and f- 700 million people. It's almost a billion people that are active users of, of LinkedIn. And they did a survey. They looked at what are the top five skills. And one of the skills, actually, they picked on was um, persuasion. Persuasion. But really, to be a good to be someone who's good at persuasion and you need to have good communication skills. So again, it kind of goes back to that point of yeah, communication skills is regarded as one of the most in-demand skills. I think the title of that survey they did was the most in-demand skills from employers. And they looked at the top five soft skills and the top five hard skills. And one of them was persuasion. Persuasion essentially is communication. You know, a good communicator is able to persuade. And it's not about being aggression. You know, the most persuasive argument is not necessarily done through aggression. You know, aggression is not strength. And in fact, the definition for me, I think sometimes it's aggression is weakness. It's a sign of weakness. Imitating strength. It's not strength. It's not powerful. It's not pretty. You know, the times when you have to be, be aggressive, but there's not, I mean, some people like to stay in that position. Even the most fearsome animal in the, in the, in the animal kingdom, the lion, yeah, the most fearsome animal. <laughs> you know, even if even if the animal if he stayed aggressive all his time and just say let's say just wiped out his family, he won't last long, because there'll be people out there. There'll be invaders who will come in and 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 take him out, and you know, set up a new land or something. So aggression is not strength. It's not when we're talking about persuasion. We're talking about communication. That that's not it. You know. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to end on that. So the next, the next skill is digital, digital skills. What are you doing about your digital skills right now? I mean, you think about it. I mean, the pandemic has made everyone go online. I gave you that example, that example of Unilever, one of the biggest companies in the world, taking 15 years of their business in 15 days, transferred it online. 15 years. I bet they probably thought that was never possible. That wasn't possible. Suddenly, pandemic strikes and the impossible becomes possible. You know, so that's what Digital has done. Like the, the company I was speaking to today, this um, business owner, it was talking about how COVID has just accelerated everything. It has accelerated everything. It's accelerated the use of digital platforms. Um, we t- we, I, I've given this, I talked about the story of Zoom, how everyone is now using Zoom. This was a company that people didn't think would, would be much of a success or would, would would just be one of those companies that people just use but not really much talk about now everyone's on zoom you know i don't know anyone who's not used zoom you might have other platforms but everyone is using zoom right so digital skills are defined as a range of abilities to use digital devices communication again that word communication applications and networks to access and manage information because that's the key guys that's the key. It's about data, information. I was on a, um, a course um, early in the, in the year. Um, this is run by a training company. And the guy who runs it, um, someone I hope to bring on the show one day, someone who's um, a dear friend of mine, was, is, is more than a friend actually, but um, he's, he's family. But um, he's, he runs, he's, he's got real passion about digital. And um, it's incredible. 
um, what he was talking about because I mean his business is all about digi- digitalization and you know the fact that what he was saying essentially is that if you if you're not if you're not digital you haven't got a business you know and you know I've talked about how the pandemic has caused all businesses now to move from the the um, physical to 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 online we, I talked about the the retail market and how look at these online digital platforms like asos and boohoo boohoo's like just 14 just over 14 you know what you know 14 years ago 15 years ago that it started you know and it's taken over companies that have been around over more than 100 years old that's what digital does you know that's what digital does so it's incredible it doesn't mean it's easy but we can all learn these skills these are skill sets that we can learn you can do courses in this stuff um and um, what are the skills and and also why why is it the demand for it skills is growing it's rapid companies continue to need talent to support with their digital transformation that's because it's all about digital transformation right now but at the same time uh the talent is scarce so they're looking for these skill sets and they don't have it because you've got to, and when I say digital, we're not just talking about coding. I mean, because when you think about digital, you think, oh, you've got to be a coder or software developer. My, I was quite fortunate. And I actually think, had I not worked for a technology company, perhaps, you know, maybe in the first, my first job, I mean, I mean, you could work for companies throughout your life. And uh, I never worked for a technology company. You still have digital skills. But I feel personally that I was quite fortunate that I worked for a technology company my first job after leaving university. Because the things I learned in that, job i'm still using today the skill sets i'm, I'm still using today because you know it's, it was incredible i mean it also changes your mind you understand technology i might not necessarily be an expert but i understand you know the the fundamentals and, and that's the point and and you can adapt and again that goes back to that skill again you can adapt you know um you know back in the day when and i used to work with colleagues we used to take computers apart you know i might not be able to do that right now but you know you want to still understand the little basics you still understand you know the basic components of a computer you understand you know some of the things that's going on and and that's some of the benefits of being in that environment but you don't have to be have worked in a technology company to be digital so what we're talking about here so i picked up these um these these um skill sets so these are the things that 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 might be classed as digital the top 10 skills recommended for students and when we say students by the way we don't just mean young people this could be any one of us this is actually from the digital marketing institute website so I picked these up, and these are things that I think any one of us here today should be able to do and should be thinking about. Maybe even if you're not doing all of them, should be at least thinking about doing one of them and learning to be good at one of them. So one of them, the first one is 10. I'll quickly rattle through this because of time. The first one is digital, sorry, um, social media. So your social media skills. What are your social media skills like? You know, so that means you know using platforms like obviously Facebook, LinkedIn, or whatever. So social media skills, these are important to companies. I... I been working with as i said many of you know i that are listening maybe listening to the program i work with young people a lot and i work with lots of companies and one of the things i often get when i get um students into internships or placements often the the, the number one job i get from employers is to do with social media social media marketing so a lot of th- there's a huge demand for this the other one is search engine marketing seo sometimes they call it search engine because companies want to get high up in the search engines the other one is analytics because again, I mentioned the word data. Data is so important, so important. You have people now who are starting out careers as now data scientists. Um, you want to, you know, because data without data you cannot make 
proper decisions. There's a quote I got here from one of my favorite authors, um, Peter Drucker. He's, he's regarded as probably the, the founder of modern management. And this is what he said. He said, if you can't measure it, you probably can't manage it. You know, some people might have a different view, but that's from Peter Drucker and he knows his stuff, right? So, you know, so that's, a, and, that, and that's what businesses are having to really grapple with. They have to get, it's like the company I was telling you about earlier today, um, the retail company, you know, they have data, they have, um, I can't remember how many businesses, how many customers they have, but they've got a loyal data, a loyal customer base, and they've got knowledge of that data. They know what their customers want, and that's why they're, they're able to survive. And that's probably why they're going to get through this. So analytics is very key. So are you, what skills are you developing? How are you developing your analytical skills? The other one is content writing. So if you're not going to go into analytics, what about content writing? And again, going back to the, again, the communication skills, writing skills, content writing. You, you know, you can study copywriting, you know, powerful, powerful tools. These are skill sets, ladies and gentlemen, that will, you know, give you so much that, that you would never lose. Um, there will always be work for you, basically. You know, if you can develop these skill sets, content writing, copywriting. The other one is email. I talked about email earlier. Some people, believe it or not, do not know how to construct a professional email. You know, um, so email um, marketing, and not even just from the point of writing an email, a normal basic email, but also mark because marketing um, can be done via email as well. It's probably one of the most powerful forms of marketing is using email platforms. Um, you've got platforms like Aweber, um, Mailchimp, and all these sort of platforms that people use to market their businesses. Mobile. I mean, how can we leave out mobile, right? Everyone's on a mobile device. Everyone's got a mobile device these days. Um, so, again, because a lot of people are spending time on their mobile, they are looking for people with these skill sets. Strategy and planning. So if you're the strategic type person, big ideas, you know, big um, thinking, strategy, planning. Again, you, you need to develop. These, are, this all fits into the whole digital landscape. So these are things you need to think about. And then there's three more. Social selling. Again, this is all about kind of developing relationships, developing connections. Again, it kind of ties in with communication. This is why communication is so paramount, guys. Social selling. So it's all about relationship building. It's, you know, one of the things that we need to get awareness of is when you're selling something, a lot of the times it's often we look at it as a transaction. Well, the smart businesses are doing something a lot different nowadays. What they're trying to do is focus on transformation. They want to focus on not, they don't want to just get your, your first penny. They want to get, they want to get your penny for the rest of your life if they can, you know, if that makes sense, right? They want to get your penny for the rest of your life. So they want to make sure that you not just come back to them, you not just buy something from them once. The smart companies want to make sure that you're continuously buying from them for the rest of your life. Because when you have that, you're never going to run, you're never going to go out of business, right? So social selling, PPC, PPC stands for pay-per-click. So pay-per-click, um, which is all about, I guess, using keywords. So what are the keywords that you use? Um, again, there's a lot more to this. I mean, there are people out there who are experts in this and, and they run training courses and stuff like that. And these are things that, you know, if you're interested in, get in touch with me. I can put you in touch with people that run amazing programs that will help you with this stuff, right? Um, I'll give you my email address um, at the end of the show. So do stay tuned. And then um, just want to quickly round off with this one. Video. Video is the next one. Video is probably the number one form of digital marketing. In fact, I was I remember being at a seminar some time ago, and they reckon video will probably be overtaking te um, the normal text that we know. You know, like people go on Google and search for text and search for information. They reckon video is going to be the number one. 
and also it, it helps uh, people who you know are maybe right-sided you know you've got your people who are the left-sided brain you know this is something called neuroscience and you know the way the brain is split up so people who are often um, visual you know or visual i mean i'm quite a visual person so you want i want to see the actual i want to see pictures so so that you know if you're that sort of person yeah video and so video and we all watch video i mean you look at youtube right now right uh, i remember a quick, i'll tell you a quick story and i'll end on this <laughs> so this is on digital this is your digital skills i remember there was there was someone i used to work with back in the day um this was often when i used to work in guildford um and um lovely part of the world it's one of my favorite parts of the world and i worked in guildford and i was working with this team and and i i just remember there were there was there was this whole people there and what there was always coming they're always coming to this one chap all this, all, every time they had a problem, they always come to this one chap, and 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 I, I sort of took the courage one day. I said, I went up to him and I said, "Mate, why is it that every, when everyone's got a problem, they always come to you? How do you manage to solve it?" And he's always able to solve it. You know what he said to me? One word: YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. He said, "He said for me, you know, just go on YouTube. It's all there, and it's incredible." And I've started. And you know what? Since he said that to me. I, and, and I should have known this before, right? Um, but I, that's what I do now. So when I get stuck with anything, I'm like sometimes. I mean, recently I've been learning how to use Mailchimp because I do a lot of. Um, it's like one of my jobs I do at my university. I'm like you know I said earlier about how we need to adapt. So I'm, I'm doing marketing and doing as I said recruitment and all sorts. So I'm using Mailchimp to send emails out to employers and, and students and so on. So I'm learning how to use Mailchimp. You know, sometimes I get stuck. I go into YouTube. You know. And it's incredible. I, I watch a clip for two minutes and I've got it. It's incredible. YouTube. So video is so important. So guys, I hope you got that. So we've got four that we've covered out of the six essential skills to pandemic-proof your career. Adaptability, networking, communication, and digital. So we've got two left and we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and wrap up. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up on the, the last two and I'll give, just make, mention a few things and then we'll, we'll close the show for, for today. Okay, see you soon. Folks get down in the sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. Folks get brown in the sunshine. Sunshine, folks get brown in the sunshine. 
Hello, hello, welcome back to the Confident Career Show. I hope you've been enjoying the show. Um, we've been we've been here now for just over an hour and a half. Uh, it's incredible how time goes quick when you're having fun. And um, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you're enjoying this. And um, we're still, you know, you know, keen to hear from you. And we've only got half an hour left, and I've still got two more skills that I want to share. But just want to give you. Some bit of information, you know. If you want to get back to me, want to share something with me, um, feel free to drop me an email. My email address is femidirect at hotmail.com. That email address is femidirect. That's F-E-M-I direct at hotmail.com. Feel free to drop me an email. Send me an email and um, just mention um, the confident career show in the subject line, and I'd love to be able to get back to you and talk and see. Perhaps we can get you on a show one of these days. Also. Um, you know, we've got, like I said, less than half an hour. But yeah, feel free to call in as well. The number is 0203 Um We'd love to hear from you. And um, I'm just going to quickly go into the next segment, which is our last segment. And uh, we, we have a few more skill sets. And I've got a couple of things I want to announce, a few things I want to announce. And then we'll, we'll look to wrap up around about 8 o'clock or slightly, slightly over. We did start a little bit later than normal. But um, so please uh, forgive me. Um, so yeah, so here we go. So the the fourth, the fifth one, the fifth skill, the fifth skill is learnability, learnability, and I guess it's one of those things again. Like I said earlier, it's not something that we is this is not necessarily rocket science. It's not something that's hidden. It's not something that's um, not something that we already we already know this stuff right but i have to be honest i mean i came across this terminology and it made more sense when i came across it and this was actually a quote from uh one of the biggest recruitment firms out there and this is what it said about this particular skill set so in today's in today's changing jobs market we are seeing a shift in what employees are looking for within the assessment and recruitment process there is a, a new trait that is being prioritized when hiring when, when, when hiring, that will help organizations build teams to get the most out of new technology and, that, and, and their em- employees. And that's the learnability quotient. So it's actually, uh, you know, we talk about the intelligent IQ. IQ obviously stands for intelligent quotient. Um, and there's also, um, uh, there's also EQ, which is another one, is uh, emotional quotient. This is LQ, so learnability quotient. So, that, and essentially, what it is in a nutshell is it is what it's your ability to want to learn. Because that is a skill. There, are people get to a certain point, and they just, they don't want to do any more learning. They feel they've done it, and this is why we say a lot. To I mean, you probably heard a statement before. I often say to students or graduates who are coming out of university, um, or anyone really, you know, say, but particularly for students at university, because that's where I work. Um, when you come out of university, that you're just beginning your learning. You just started. Because, yes, you had three great years or whatever, but your learning really starts when you get out there. You know? And that's why the three years is really a time for you to learn, a time for you to, to, to get hold and, and really absorb stuff. Absorb stuff, because when you then go out there, you're really going to hopefully then start putting it into practice. So learnability, it never really stops. You know, from the time you leave school, learning never stops. I remember I've got a very good friend of mine, um, my best friend, I guess, I mean, you know, someone I've known for so many years. And uh, he essentially, he's a medical doctor, uh, absolute genius of a, of a man. And um, 
you know, I'm sure he's at the, you know, in, in the forefront of trying to address the pandemic where, where, where he is in America. He lives in America. And one of the things, um, you know, we, we both grew up together in Nigeria um, where I spent the first few years of my life um, or some part of my life. And, uh, you know, one of the things I remember asking him once and he said, yeah, with medicine, you never really stop learning. It's and and I mean he and he's really kept going. He, I mean he's he's got so many certificates now. It's incredible, uh, and that's why he's so successful. What he does and but it, again the same. You don't have to be a medical doctor. I mean just you know to to get this. You know this is something that applies to all of us. You know whether you're um, carpenter, whether you're someone who works in in any sort of whatever you do. We all have to learn. You know, I mean even a carpenter is constantly having to learn new tricks of a trade, right? Um, what and, and also what we've been talking about all along here today, you know, we, we all have to keep learning. And there's some things here I just really want, quickly wanted to sh um, share with you because um, time is definitely um, going. That I mean, one of the most intelligent people apparently, that apparently according to um, things I've read um, in the public domain, is a chap by the name of uh, <laughs> I call him a chap, but uh, he's a chap by the name of Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, I haven't got, I need to put my Italian accent on, um, but uh, Leonardo da Vinci is an Italian painter and sculptor and he's famous for painting the um, Mona Lisa and the Last Supper and he's regarded apparently as, as the most intelligent person and I remember reading that and I think why is that? Well apparently it's partly down to this quality, it's down to this quality, this learnability um, and the thing about um, Leonardo is he wasn't, even though he was regard, he, he was known as a painter because he painted these very famous paintings, the, Mon the Mona Lisa, right? Everyone, most, we've all seen that. But I don't know if you know, he was also an engineer. He was he was great at physics, anatomy. He he studied nature. He was an architect. You know, he obviously was into arts as well. So the point is. And I remember, I think it, this actually touches, I mean, he could be, when I was talking about adaptability earlier, Leonardo da Vinci is quintessentially that tip, you know, is, is the, person with, the, you know, the person we're talking about here. And this is why it's regarded that he, I mean, according to, I mean, there's lots of literature on, on him, but, you know, he's regarded as the most intelligent, because he was, eight, and I mean, apparently he was designing planes, and before it became even, it, it actually happened. I mean, this guy was, an unbelievable genius, I guess you would have to say. He was a genius. But part of that genius was because he had a mindset of learnability. He was constantly absorbing information. He was constantly learning. He was constantly going beyond his domain. It's one of the things I read in this book that I was telling you about earlier, The Range, a powerful I'm telling you, every parent should get that book. Because for me, I mean, I bought it. It was about 20 pounds, but it was a fantastic investment, I feel. Um, Apps, and I don't get paid by the um, by the publisher or by the, the the guy who wrote it, but I just think it's a powerful, powerful book because you know it made me realize how yeah, what I I've always believed that by getting so many different skills and experiences, it makes you first of all, it makes you also very confident as well. And bear in mind, we're talking about we're on a confident career show. If you want to know one of the ways to get confident, I tell you a little secret. One of the best ways to get confident is to reach out beyond beyond your domain. If you stay within your own domain, you don't come out of your domain, you stay within your circle or your four square walls, believe me, it doesn't help your confidence. By reaching out, going beyond your domain, step out your, your comfort zone. Believe me, that's how you break your 
your lack of confidence. So learnability, guys. Learnability is an important skill. And so I'm just going to move on because of time. I mean, there's so many other examples I can give and why. I mean, another quick quote. I'll just quickly quote, give you a quote. Uh, this is from Dr. Jim Bro, um, Ron, who's one of my favorite um, authors. And um, he, this is one of the things he said. He said, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you your fortune. Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a living. Incredible. Um, and and it's, just, it's, just, you know, it's, it's true. I mean, your self-education. You, that's what I said to you. It's about constantly learning. We never stop learning. This is a quote um, from, sadly, again, another um, person who's, sadly, you know, we've lost, uh, I think, Larry King. Most of you would obviously know who Larry King is. He's regarded as the, the king of the talk show. And he recently passed away at the age of 87 years of age. He apparently interviewed 50,000 people during his career. 50,000 people he interviewed, um, from presidents to um, celebrities to business people, uh, all sorts. And he's interviewed them all on his show. And um, this, this is the quote he, he said, and I thought this is re relates to this particular topic um, and this particular skill. So he's a U U.S. broadcaster. Um, so what, this is what he said. He said, every day of my life is a learning experience, and I'm fascinated by everything. Let me make let me say that quote again. Every day of my life is a learning experience and I am fascinated by everything. That's what Larry King said. That's what Larry King said. The late Larry King now sadly passed away. May his soul rest in peace. That's what he said. I mean that that I just and again it goes back to the Leonardo da Vinci sort of mentality where yes, you might be a specialist, but that mentality of wanting to learn, wanting to absorb, you know. Because that's how, that's, if we're going to tackle the next pandemic, that's what we, that's the mindset we've got to have. Believe me, guys, you know, I mean, this is not rocket science, right? And I hope, and this is one of the big things, this is one of my biggest fears about us as human beings, is that we will tackle, we're going to defeat this virus, I, you know, because when people have a, a focus and a determination, we, we, you, you often get there. You know, they say necessity isn't the model of all invention. But my biggest fear is whether we're going to learn from this experience. And hopefully we, and I mean, sometimes you cannot help, you know, the, and there might be another pandemic. There's already people out there who are predicting another pandemic. You know, some people might say they're doomed, they're doomed, they're, they're doomsayers or whatever. But there's already people talking about the next pandemic. But the things they all sort of agree on is that with the things and lessons we can learn from this time, that might help us prepare better and hopefully avoid the sort of catastrophe and, and the devastation that COVID-19 has had on people's lives. On this occasion, so the the last one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we've got the last um, skill set I wanted to sort of share with you. I believe make up one of the six essential skills to pandemic proof your career, and not just for now, but for the future. And that skill is empathy. 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 Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to share some examples with you, but for me, I'll just quickly give you this definition. Empathy is the capacity to understand or feel what another person is exper experiencing from within their frame of reference. So it's about being able to stand in someone else's shoes. And think about it. If we're going to, again, again deal with the next pandemic, we've got to look at it as, you know, we can't say, oh, it's someone else's problem. You know, like I was saying, I think a couple of shows ago when I was here, I don't know whether it was last week or the week before, and I was talking about this professor in South Africa. And when he said, if we're not 
or sorted or well you know we can't you know i can't remember the expression how you said it but basically you said if we if, if we don't get the vaccines and because that's another issue obviously that's happening right now across europe and around the world because um, one of the things i read it was incredible statistics apparently the richest countries in the world the all you know the, the i guess the developed countries in the world make up about 16 percent of the world's population apparently 16 or tw less than 20 percent apparently the richest countries in the world make up about 20 percent of the world's population but apparently they've got about 60 percent more than 50 percent of the doses <laughs> so so we've obviously got more than perhaps we might need even so so the point is and what this guy was saying in south africa is that if we don't get vaccinated if we don't get all our you know people vaccinated you guys can't be safe so because people are going to travel people are going to go for um um, vacation they're going to travel for education purposes some people are migration migrating and whatever so it's incredible yeah it's incredible that six though i think 60 percent of the world's population are what you might call developed nations but yet yeah, they they already have 60 60 percent six zero percent of all the doses in in their in their in their arms um so yeah this this thing has to be shared and it has to reach out because that's you know and, and this is and this comes back to the skill set empathy Empathy and also from a business point of view, how does it relate to you as a as a job seeker? Well, if you're going into work for a company and um, you're looking for work right now, first of all, that's one of the things I would suggest is look for companies that you share values with. No, so don't just it's not because one of the things that one of the big shifts that's happening right now there's a lot of focus on purpose driven careers, not just people. I mean, there's a website called Escape in the City. Um, which I, I signed up to, and I mean, I mean, apparently lots of people who work in the city in the financial centre have signed up to, and they, you know, get some amazing careers. Because it's about impact now. People are looking for impact, you know. So, you know, look for um, empathy is important. Empathy is important because your brand reputation matters. You know, um, there's been stories out there about how certain organisations, certain industries responded, how they responded to the pandemic, and the fact that they didn't respond so well has affected their brand. So your empathy is so important. I mean, there's a fantastic quote here by Warren Buffett. He's one of the richest men in the world. And um, at one point, I think he, he was the number one. Maybe I'm not sure if he was. Maybe he was either number two or number one or number two most of the time. But uh, he's been put, being pushed back a little bit now. But uh, um, because you've got people like Elon Musk and, and obviously Jeff Bezos. But this is what Warren Buffett said. Jeff, um, sorry, Warren Buffett said, he said, it takes 20 years to build a reputation, but five minutes to ruin it. And if you think about that, you do things differently. And so the only way you're going to be able to sustain the business, you're going to be able to, you know, you're going to be able to sustain your career is to start having empathy. Because when, and, and what I mean by that is essentially when you're even in the job, I mean, you think about the job you're doing right now. If you don't have empathy for, the, for your clients, for the customers or for the people that you work with or the people that you're meant to, you're entrusted to, to support, you're not going to be able to last long in that job. You know, so the point is, you got to have empathy. It's actually a, it's a skill. You know, we know people. Who, some people struggle with that. We all have it, but some people struggle to tap into that. You know, and but we all have this skill. You know, we all have loved ones. You know, you know, if something happens to our loved one, we're able to tap into the skill set, right? We, we don't have a problem with that. But sometimes when it's a stranger, it's slightly different, more difficult. So this is a skill we can all learn. But this is something we need, and not just because we need it for our own survival, but businesses need it. So when they're recruiting, they're looking for the skill set in you. So I remember, and I'll give you a quick example, I remember applying for a job once, and um, it was in a, in a particular part of um, London, and um, 
and obviously I'm, I'm speaking from the heart. I mean, I'm that sort of person, very open-minded and I say what's on my mind um, most of the time. But, um, you know, one of the things that I remember being asked this question and, but one of the things I said was I've, I've worked with the students in that particular area. I'd worked with this, um, uh, so this particular place where I was working at, I was going to be working at, I'd worked in that area before. And I have, a, I have no doubt in my mind that one of the reasons why I probably got that job was because I'd worked with people in that area. So in some, in some essence, in essence, I'd had, I've shown, I've got an empathy, I've got a connection. You might say connection, empathy, because I'd worked in that area before. And, and so therefore I have empathy for that community. So, and, that, and that's the point. So when you're at an interview, when you're in a situation, you've got to tap into the skill set, you know, and um, it's so important. There's a, there's a thing called the empathy economy. The empathy economy, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up on this bit. I mean, I'm going to give you some announcements. The empathy economy, it's real, guys. The empathy economy, you can Google this stuff. I didn't make this up. The empathy economy is about reaching a goal that connects everyone in an essential yet purposeful way. I talked about having pur purposeful careers. It's not pe you know, people, are now, it's, people are now talking about transformation. And it's not just about transaction anymore. It's not just about transacting. You know, you've got, I mean, there's one, there's an, we haven't got time for it today, but maybe another time. One of the biggest um, stocks or um, shares that have done really well during the pandemic is something called ESG. Um, so anyone who's into stock markets, um, that kind of stuff, you will know what I'm talking about. ESG. ESG stands for Environmental, Social and Governance. And essentially what it is, essentially, I mean, there are even some investors now who are, and, and this, this particular industry had billions of pounds poured into it during the pandemic. And even some investors have said they're not going to invest in a company if they haven't got this ticked off in their in their strategy, in their planning. So you have to have empathy because businesses are having to, they now, re, well, they realized it before, but even more so now, right? That you've got to have empathy. You've got to have empathy built into your strategy because it can affect your brand. It can affect your business, you know? And uh, the focus of the business, I mean, I've got some information, just some last bits of information here. The focus of business in, in the economy, in the empathy economy is not just, about, yeah, this is quite a good quote. It says here, the focus of businesses in the empathy economy is, is not just about buying and selling. It's about improving the human condition and on a more fundamental level about making people's lives better. Greed as a, Noble endeavor has gone the way of the dinosaur, the dinosaur. While compassion, kindness, and empathy are in. So, ladies and gentlemen, empathy—you might not have thought that would be one that might be on this list, but believe me, if you can tap into this skill set and to this mindset, you're going to pandemic-proof your career. Believe me, I've seen it work for other people. It's worked for me. And I really believe, I mean, and you've heard it. This is stuff that is out there in the public domain. You can Google this stuff. There's the empathy economy. It's about how you treat your staff, about how you treat your customers, you know, about how you, you treat your community. Do you have a connection? Are you just selling and buying and just not really bothered about the consequences of that? That's all changed. Pan the pandemic is, you know, there was a book, um, I think it's called Humankind. I can't remember the name of the author again, but um, he wrote this book called Humankind, and he talked about how, for so, all of a sudden now, we're people, and it, and it was wonderfully said that now all of a sudden we seem to be getting back to basics, and now trying to focus on what really matters, which is individuals and people 
and people's lives and, and community. So I, I hope you found this really, really helpful. So that was the six essential skills to pandemic-proof your career. I believe these skill sets really are, for me, powerful skills. And these are skills that you, you know, these are some of the top skills that are in demand right now. Not just now, but are going to be in demand for the future. And I'll quickly just, you know, run those, you know, just mention the skills again. So number one, we had adaptability. Number two, we had networking. Not in any particular order, by the way. Number three, we had communication. Number four, we had digital. Number five, learnability. Your ability to learn. Constantly learning. And then number six, the last one, but not by no means least, empathy. Empathy. Okay, so I'm going to just quickly make some announcements because we really are coming up to our closing time. I hope you've enjoyed the Confident, um, the Confident Career Show. This is a show that happens every Thursday from 6 to 8 on Urban Jazz Radio or UJR Talk Radio. We're going to be on air again next week. Um, as your host, Femi Yusuf, I look forward to talking to you. But I, I just want to quickly make some announcements before we close. There's a couple of um, resources here. I need to make a disclaimer here. Obviously, I don't necessarily um, work for some of these organizations, or I don't work for any of these organizations, actually. But uh, they're just web information I'm just sharing with you. So obviously, still do your research and obviously check them out. But it's a very interesting platform I came across. Um, it's called Koof, Koof.com, which is spelled K-O-O-T-H, Koof.com. And essentially, it's an online therapy service and the NHS biggest children mental health provider. And, and it runs, they run four-room classes, they run a professional counseling service, and it's an app, essentially. It's an app, it's a technology, it's a, it's a digital app. And it's called Koof. So you go to kooth.com, www.kooth.com. Incredible. I, I, I went on it yesterday, just had to look at it. Um, so... I have to point out that disclaimer. Obviously, I I don't work for them, so I'm just sharing this information. Do do your um your own due diligence and check these things out before you sign up. Obviously, there's also NHS talking therapies as well. Um, there's a lot of help psychological psychological therapies that help people who are having issues with anxiety and depression that are going through tough times right now. Obviously, we know a lot of people are going through tough times. So do access all this information. It's all free of charge. It's available online. One of the things I mentioned last time as well, if you're in the community, any community that you're in, you will have a voluntary action group, a voluntary action group. I live in Croydon, the borough of Croydon. We have a um, what's called a CVA. Um, it might not be called voluntary action. In some cases, it's called voluntary services or community voluntary services, CVSs. Check them out. They are amazing. They have tons of resources i get emails every single week um absolutely full of information um there's some websites out here if you're a business you want to know what jobs um so what grants or loans are out there there's www.businesshub.london have a look at it it gives you an up-to-date of where what the grants are what information is out there regarding um um, government loans and so on also there's the business show the business show run and i run in um, webinar programs monthly web webinar programs where you can actually speak to industry experts or listen to, you can listen to industry experts and to help you you know sustain your business keeping your business going during the lockdown process and obviously um, obviously the last one i'll, I'll just quickly say here is, is citizens citizens advice bureau do tap into them as well they've got lots of resources to help people with relationships money uh, finance uh, issues with you know if you're trying to get access to universal credit or whatever they will help you they can give you some guidance there's lots of resources out there guys also if you are a business 
you want to hire some students, you want to, maybe you're, you run a law firm, I mean, particularly legal companies, we're very interested in legal companies. If you run a law firm, if you're interested in taking on marketing students, technology, whatever, what, and you're looking for volunteers, student volunteers, do drop me an email, send me an email to, my email address is femidirect, which is F-E-M-I, femidirect at hotmail.com. Send me an email if you, if you run a business and you're looking for volunteers as students. I can get you students from my university uh, I will help you um, to get those students um, on board. Um, we have even funding. There's even funding to we'll pay the students as well. So the funding, this funding will help the students get paid because obviously we know students obviously can do without money right now. I mean, obviously their natural sources of income has disappeared with the, the hospitality sector um, sort of vanishing almost overnight with the pandemic situation. So if you have got a business and you need a bit of help, uh, we are working with lots of organisations. We work with large and small organisations. You know, but if you are a local business, you need some help, you want to get some volunteers, student volunteers, um, do drop me an email, femidirect at hotmail.com or send me or give me a call, drop me a text message. My telephone number is 07903-029-792. So lastly, I just want to say thank you to all our listeners. I hope you found the show very useful and interesting and learned a lot, taken on board one or two points that you can start to apply to your personal professional life. We'll be back again next Thursday from 6 to 8 on UJR Talk Radio for another episode of the Confident Career Show. I'm your host, Femi Youssef. I'd just like to say to everyone out there listening to the show, stay optimistic and be safe.